0: Hello, everyone. I hope your week is off to a great start. I have been rocking and rolling lately with all the new independence I've gained. For everyone listening, what I haven't told you yet is one of my personal I didn't see it coming stories that happened right in the middle of season four's launch. A few weeks before this launch, I had an accident. Well, let's call it a moment. I was saving my puppy's life. So, you know, T'Challa, you're welcome. And in the effort to save him from running into the street, I jumped to catch him and tore my patellar tendon. So long story short, I couldn't walk for two weeks, had to have surgery, barely could then walk for a month after that, then started my physical therapy and have been doing that for the past two months. Now, I said long story short, but let me tell you, this time period was anything but short. Almost four months later, and I'm still wearing a brace. And as of last week, I just started driving again. So trust me when I say... I did not see that coming. But here's what I did learn. I learned that I have a phenomenal village. I had my sorors and sisters fly in from as far as NYC and North Carolina to come and help me get back on my feet, literally. I had friends from church come and cook and help me with my puppy. I had my brothers come and help me take out the trash and I had my mother come stay with me for over a month. And while I struggled with having to give up my independence, I will always hold this season dear to my heart, full of gratitude and love. And I will forever be reminded that God uses so many people to show his love for me. And in one of the hardest times, I could still see God working. That revelation is also heard through my guest for today. My brother, Brandon Henderson, is joining me. And trust me, his testimony is great because it goes far beyond just him. Brandon is currently the Transformation Pastor at Soul City Church in downtown Chicago, and with over a decade of pastoring, leading, and loving people to Christ, he is always willing to put his hands to the plow when it comes to the things of God. Brandon is also a teacher, husband, father, brother, son, and friend. He is a skilled artist who creates intentional music that impacts more than just your playlist. His innate ability to communicate to the masses is fueled by the very thing that he didn't see coming. Let's jump into this episode to hear his story. All right, everyone. Um, I hope you guys have had such a wonderful weekend and we're getting ready to jump into a new week. A new week means a new episode of Page From My Book. And yeah, the... I'm, I'm going to share that the timing of this episode goes further deep than probably any other episode as to what's going on in life. And that's for another time, but just know that I'm so grateful to be sitting here and having yet another conversation with one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, because I don't invite people that are not my favorite on this podcast, but I love everybody. Um, and so I've introduced them a little bit in the intro, but you know, how this goes I always feel like the best person to introduce themselves is the person so without further ado I'm going to let our guest for this episode tell you a little bit about himself so go ahead and share with us who you are
1: yes well first off Allison thank you for having me yeah Um, I do feel honored and blessed to know that I'm one of your favorite people on the (laughs) planet um well my name is Brandon and I am a uh a husband, I'm. A, I'm a father, and I also am a pastor at Soul City Church, and it has been a, a incredible time just uh, getting to know Allison there at Soul City, and um, she is honestly one of the reasons why I'm working there. So uh, it's been a it's been a, a good trip for me and my wife. We've been back in Chicagoland for only about a year and a half. Um, I'm originally from Chicagoland, moved away for a little while, but uh, now we back.
0: I love that, I love that. So glad to have y'all back. So, you know, this, this whole uh, season, the theme has been things I didn't see coming. And I gotta tell you, I have been so blessed by hearing um, what these moments have felt like. We've all had those. Um, but I think it's just sometimes in our life we feel better when someone else has a story and a perspective from the other side, um, and I totally get that. And so, as we go into this episode today, Brandon, I'd love for you to share with everyone listening, like what was a moment or moments for you that you were just like, man, I just I didn't see that coming. Can you tell us about what happened with that, and then we'll kind of dive in from there.
1: Sure. Well, this moment for me, this goes back all the way to, um, about 15 years old. So, um, when I was a teenager, um, I, I remember falling asleep to, you know, go to bed and then uh, waking up in the morning, not being able to see like, well, I could see, but my vision wasn't tracking. Mm. Right. So, one one eye wasn't tracking with the other eye so as a 15 year old you immediately yell out i can't see right i can't see so i hop up and i'm i'm having this this crazy moment and um i i scare my mom to death right yeah. she's like like i thought you couldn't see i'm like well i mean lady Cut. i you, you think i'm supposed to be articulate in this moment what, right. what you, <laughs> you know what are you thinking Right, so um. Anyway, this this ends up uh, being uh, more serious than we than we expected, right? I, I go to my my pediatrician at the time, who then sends me to the emergency room, and I have this um, two week experience in the mer- uh, um, emergency room where I stay at the hospital, and uh, it was crazy. I got MRIs, spinal taps, all these things. And you know, I'm just a, I'm, I'm, I'm a 15 year old kid. I have no grid for this, no context for this. And you know, through some medical intervention and some prayer, I'm, I'm able to leave the hospital, mm-hmm. and I, you know, return to school. And fast forward, you know, graduating, you know, some years, graduating from high school, I then go to college, <clears throat> and I move away and um you know live 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 the college life right like i'm i'm going to school and things are fine and hunky dory mm-hmm. and um in this in this time i am being introduced to jesus in a in a fresh way i grew up in the church i i went to church 3 days a week um uh, sunday tuesday friday um so very familiar with the church but i um, it wasn't a me thing. It wasn't um, a thing where I actually had a relationship with God. I was more so a secret agent. Yeah. Um, you know, 007. Yeah. You know, it was one person at church. I was a completely different person outside of that.
2: Mm-hmm. But in
1: college, I began to encounter God to come alive to this relationship
2: mm-hmm. with him.
1: And I also discovered um, some of my gifts that I had not really cultivated as a teenager and as a kid, Mm -hmm. um, namely music and rapping and writing. So I started leaning into that in, in college. So at about 21, um, so this would have been about maybe 2012. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, in the, in the height of this experience where some friends and I, we, we formed this, uh, rap collective, this Christian hip hop collective, and Mm -hmm. we're, Doing wonderful things, it's fun. And then in, in the midst of that, I'm working at Red Lobster mm-hmm. because every college student at some point serves. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean it just Without teaches you so doubt. many life skills. It you does. know, shout out. Shout out to serving. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Cheddar Bay Biscuits.
0: Shout out to them
1: uh, for real. I had Cheddar Bay Biscuits on deck. I should have hey. I should have been selling them. <laughs> um so you know, I'm I'm serving one evening. And I, I literally lose the ability to speak all together. Uh. Like I, my, my words are slurring. I can't put, I can't say words. I can't pronunciate words. I can't put sentences together at all without talking very slowly. Like I have mm-hmm. to talk. I, I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, am I having a stroke? Am I having a seizure? What is this? Right. And, um, you know, I, I initially thought, well, maybe I'm tired. But as the evening went on, it got worse and it got worse and worse. So um I had a my my middle brother was also in, in college at the time at that, you know, at that time and I called him and he drove me to the ER and he's freaking out, panicking himself. And I'm like, I need you to be calm. Uh you need to you need to give me the calm energy. <laughs> I, I don't need to be calming you down and trying right. to figure out what's going on with me he, he comes over he's like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and I'm like trying to calm him down and I can't even say words so right. uh, it was it was a chaotic moment it was a chaotic experience he takes me to the ER they you know start running tests and things like that um and in in this time they discover that I have this this autoimmune
2: mm.
1: uh disorder that would go back. It, it went back to that experience at fifteen. Mm. Um, that we, you know, we didn't know necessarily what that was, but this, you know, it, this disorder popped up here at twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So, um, very, very, just crazy situation. It was, it was scary. It was shocking. It was, um, it was very. Fr- um, just irritating and frustrating. I was angry. Um, I was angry at God for um, a moment. I was angry just at the circumstance because in my mind, you know, I am starting to step into what it means to be Brandon. You know, in my mind, I'm discovering who Brandon is and doing that in the ways in which I feel like, you know, God is made possible. But yet, this experience happens, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it, it sent me into a into a short, a short little spiral. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that is the moment that I never saw coming.
0: Wow, like almost twice.
1: <laughs> yes, two yeah. times. Yeah, that right.
0: that is crazy. There's, um, there's some things I want to jump back to um the first one is when you said you know you were trying to calm your brother down and I found what's really unique in these moments when it's kind of like pure pandemonium and you're like what is going on um that we tend to be the people trying to assure everyone around us because I mean we're in it um right you feel in that moment of course of course you were like what is happening did you feel in that moment some type of inner like relaxation or do you think that came more so from like I need it just to become so I can figure out and hear and hear myself
1: Yeah, I you know, I will say it did feel like I had a um you know, I think in that moment I experienced you know the the peace that surpasses understanding, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: you know, like, I, I was able to, I think, stay level-headed because I needed to, like, it was, again, you're, you're, you're in school, you have, you know, you don't have any parental figures around
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: to depend on and to lean on. Um, My parents were two hours away. Yeah. So I think that I, had to stay relatively like level-headed so that I could figure out what was happening but I think I was able to do that because I did have this like inner piece of like all right I don't know what's happening but um I think it's gonna be okay yeah so you know uh hey bro you need to calm down
0: yeah yeah (laughs) You mentioned um, that you had a moment where you were kind of angry with God, and I feel like that's fair. And while this isn't, you know, mm-hmm. for, at least for you, and I've been in that situation mm-hmm. before, where you know, it's not, it wasn't an anger like I'm done being a believer. And and I I understand the the heaviness heaviness of when things go wrong in life, trying yeah. to question higher, um, higher reasoning, but I also am not a person who feels like we have to throw so many bible verses at people while they're processing very real things that are happening even Mm -hmm. though the hope is to point them back to say you know this wasn't god but he's there Mm -hmm. but i want to i would love um since you brought that up and not to say that you have the answers but in your own words how can we Somewhat give permission to have those types of emotions in, in cataclysmic times and in, in moments in our lives. We're like, this is a real feeling that I'm processing. I'm rooted in something, but I'm still feeling that way. That's just very human. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But I feel like people feel like they can never express that or they, are, they feel ashamed for feeling things like that in those moments. Yep. Um, how was how yeah. that for you or How did you get through that?
1: Yeah, I um I definitely agree. I think there's a there can be a, a an unspoken belief that to have faith means that you don't entertain harder feelings, hard mm-hmm. feelings like anger, sadness, disappointment, um doubt. So mm-hmm. if I have faith faith is void of of those harder feelings right so the 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 fruit or the the sign that i have faith is that i i don't deal with those when in reality that's just suppression that's yeah yeah it's not um that's not uh and a sign or evidence of faith and i think i had to learn that the you know the hard way and what i've what i've learned is that you know we see people like Uh, david who in the psalms he he is constantly uh, lamenting and communicating his frustration you know at one point he prays to god that god would take his enemies babies and and bash their heads against rocks like that's a pretty yeah graphic sort of prayer right that's a pretty graphic um prayer to take to god right we would think but what it shows us in my opinion is that mm-hmm. god is a safe place to yeah. bring those type of
2: mm-hmm.
1: raw emotions to and then in you know uh, we see in, in jesus's life he's in the garden of gethsemane and he is uh he is filled with doubt and fear and he's like god if there is another way like if there's any other Anything. way you let me know but you know your will be done but yeah he is sweating. He's, he's not sweating because he's hot. He's not sweating because, you know, he, he has anxiety. He's dealing with fear in this moment.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think it's like you said, it's a very human thing. And I'm thankful that we have a, a God who mm-hmm. has experienced all of our yeah. humanity. Yeah. Um, and it, it shows us that, you know, that those hard feelings, the, the doubt, the sadness, the grief, the disappointment, um, all of those hard things are not um, a sign that we have
2: mm-hmm. or
1: entertaining those things aren't a sign that we have faith, but they are part of the experience. they are they're part of faith, bringing them to God. yeah, so true. I um, I I think for me, I, I learned how to do that just over time. I didn't. i'm I'm by nature a suppressor. Mhm. Uh mm-hmm. and just uh you know I'm going to keep going and you know oh, I'm okay I'm fine. But you know what is suppressed will come out. <laughs> Eventually. It will. Yeah, it, and, and the thing is is that it comes out you know when you don't want it to.
2: Mm-hmm. It comes
1: out you 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 bleed on people. You <laughs> you spill and yeah. I I've, I've had to learn that like oh no I wasn't actually over it. Right. Just like I thought Right. I thought I was, but clearly I wasn't, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, um I think in those really hard moments, like in this moment, I had no other, there, there was literally, it, it wasn't even time for me to suppress. It was the, yeah. the moment was so intense and so confusing and so frustrating that I, you know, I, it, it felt natural for me to be like,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dang
1: God, I'm trying to, I'm trying to serve you. Why is this happening to me?
2: Right.
1: Why are you letting this happen? Um, and then I was then led into the, you know, the thoughts of like, well, will I be able to talk again? Will I be able to rap again? Will I be able yeah. to, you know? So it just felt like the moment was so intense. I had no other choice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is what
0: came out. Um, that's a very real thing. I I just thought it was so powerful. And you know how we know things, but when you hear them in the moment, they just ring out. The same thing you've heard a long time, to hear them in the right moment, they ring out. That's how I felt when you said, you know, God has experienced human in its totality. He became human through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay to bring him your human emotions the anger, the sadness and all that. He's not foreign to that. Um, mm-hmm. So I thank you for saying that because I do feel like someone needs to hear that and that there's freedom in knowing that he is not um, a stranger to who you are and bringing mm-hmm. that realness to him. Yeah. Um, can you, in your own words, explain the from the moment that has happened, and I know it happened when you were 15 and then again at 21, um, But from whatever incident it was, where you felt like you were in the hospital or in a situation where you're like, I can't talk, I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk again, I don't know any of this, to when you were on the other side of, okay, I'm talking now, and you have this look back,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: what was was flowing through your mind in the interim of the unknown, of like, I don't know if this is it, I don't know if things will be the same? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, You know, I so going back to that moment, I um, get this this medical diagnosis and uh, immediately begin to consult with um, a doctor about treatment options and things like that. My mom and my dad, they came down. Uh, My mom stayed for a little bit Mm -hmm. um, to just kind of, you know, help out with navigating what kind of medication would work, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And in that process, it was it was so um it man, it it was so surreal and kind of it 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 just was a, a a situation that I wasn't ready for at mm-hmm, all.
2: Mm-hmm. Like having,
1: I never thought I I would be having these conversations with doctors about medication that I would have to take every week, and mm-hmm. um. So I just found myself like it, it. It was almost like I was I was in some sort of, you know, TV soap soap drama, you know, sort of yeah. thing. Where I was like, this just doesn't seem. You know, <laughs> this this doesn't seem like real life. Like, this ain't right my now. story, right? Right. This ain't my story, but I'm like, dang, this is my story. This is right. crazy. Um, so that's really what it what it felt like in that in that middle place. It it was shock. I, I was still everything started happening so fast. I think that I was still in this in this place of shock, and you know, um they they gave me medication that helped to. Reverse and or to help to treat the mm-hmm. the speech issue, and I was able to regain some, you know, some some speaking function, but uh, I was told that you know it may not necessarily be the same. Like these yeah. sort of situations happen with this autoimmune disorder, and stuff ain't reversible. Wow! So when that when it happens, you just lose it. Yeah. You know? Um and it just kind of, it, it remains that way. So I I think I was also processing that possibility as well. Like, well, man, what, you know, what is, what is going to be the future of this? Yeah. And also, you know, in those moments you start to read up on the, the, the disorder or the yeah. diagnosis. So I'm reading and I'm seeing all of the you know what does the medical industry profession say what do all the books say about this particular disease and all oh, this is the prognosis of this disease this is the <clears throat> is your life expectancy on this kind of you know with this disease so i'm 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 intaking all of this yeah and again it it, it all happens so fast that I was still in this state of shock. Uh, mm-hmm. like yo I can't believe this is happening so it, it, it was all overwhelming I remember when I'm when I was in that place that there was just a just uh intense sense of being overwhelmed yeah um yeah so that's
0: about how long do you feel like you were it took from the moment specifically when you were 21 like mm-hmm. going into the hospital to Feeling "quote unquote" out of the woods,
1: or back to the uh, yeah, heart,
0: whatever that was for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I um, I would say that I had you know I had some I had my parents who were mm-hmm. incredibly supportive, but also had my friends
2: mm-hmm.
1: who, um, like I said, we were in this um, season of of you know doing cool things through this music collective that we formed. I was also a part of this college ministry that was, um, man, mad, mad crazy. Changed my life in so many ways. So I had this community and this spiritual support system that believed more for me. Like they they actually, mm-hmm. like, my my faith, I think, was very logical at that time because i had just walked through all these conversations with the doctors with the nurses and this is the medication and this is the, the this this is the that so my mind is is literally confined to like all of the you know mm-hmm. just here's here's what the doctors say and and this community of mine is like but that's cool but you you this is what god says yeah and you know continuing to show up in my life in in relational ways but also Reminded me that God is a God of miracles. He's a God of the impossible. So I would say, in a maybe in a couple of months, my perspective began to shift mm. and I began to see this as a spiritual attack. Yeah. And recognize, like, huh, this is, there's no coincidence here that God has been using my communication, whether that's through um rapping. And mm-hmm. then at that time I also started preaching as well, stepping into that um in, in a youth ministry sense. So I'm seeing God use my communication and I lose the ability to communicate.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
1: started to piece those puzzle like puzzle pieces together and to see like, oh wait, this is um, there's something else at play here. There's something else going on. Mm -hmm. And if that is the case, if this is a spiritual thing, then that means that God is, is is going to give me the spiritual, you know, resources and authority that I need Mm -hmm. to overcome this. So my, my perspective started to shift and I also found this compassion and this new capacity for, um, physical healing in general Mm -hmm. and physical ailments started to stand out to me. The passages of, of scripture where Jesus is healing the sick,
2: Mm -hmm. I started
1: to see that differently. I started to see that there was a correlation between him preaching the kingdom of God and him healing the sick, that Mm -hmm. physical healing for Jesus was a, a, a sign that, his kingdom was here. Yeah. So I started to piece those pieces together and I'm like, oh, "Okay, God wants to heal. He wants to heal the sick. Yeah. He wants to heal me. He wants to heal um he wants to heal others." And um I started to lean into that. I started to press into that and pray for people to be healed and I saw it as a um a, a move of like spiritual warfare
2: uh-huh, so uh-huh. like
1: okay I was attacked in this physical sense ever since I was 15've i been attacked uh-huh. right since in this in this physical sense i'm a I'm gonna start to pray for people to be healed yeah and um I started to see God do incredible things um incredible so the the first time that I saw a a miracle was in um my I, I was a small group leader for seven grade boys mm-hmm. and in our youth ministry at the time one of my kids had broken his leg so he showed mm-hmm. up to youth group with um a boot on his foot he he has a cast on and we are in a worship moment he's sitting down he has his head kind of hung and I walk over to him I was like hey are you okay He's like, no, my leg is, is, it hurts so bad. It's in pain. And he's almost in tears because it's hurting him. So I was like, hey, I would love to pray for you. I don't have any, you know, experience. I just was like, I'm going to pray for you. So I prayed for him. I prayed that his leg would be healed. Mm -hmm. Prayed that the pain would leave. And then it was such a beautiful moment because my other seventh grade guys, came over and they put their hand on his cast and they're Mm -hmm. praying for him as well and um by the end of the night he walked out on his cast holding his crutches
0: wow
1: he's like it doesn't hurt anymore listen and that was encouraging enough right so i was like i was like wow that pain left him
2: Mm -hmm. but in my
1: mind i'm thinking to myself the pain left him but his leg is still broken uh-huh, uh-huh. which is okay right i'm like yeah. the pain is gone he's not he's not in pain yeah right the god god did a work there yeah so this was on a wednesday youth group is always on wednesday right so sunday i you know show up at church this kid is at church his cast is gone Listen. he's walking on his foot cast is gone i was like jake what happened what what happened to your cast and he was like man it wasn't hurting and i i told my mom i was like mom my leg doesn't hurt you can cut this off and she took him to the she took him to his doctor yeah and the doctor did another x-ray and was you know she she went to bat she was she was crazy enough to say hey my son got prayer yeah and the cast, or he says that his leg doesn't hurt anymore.
2: Hey.
1: Um, yeah, we want to take this off. So anyway, they cut it off and do a new X-ray. His leg is completely healed. Listen. This is from Wednesday to Sunday. To Sunday. There's a whole broken, broken. Uh, what is that? Your your femur. Yeah. Um, I th- I think I think that's the, mm-hmm. yeah the, the bone under the leg. So like that 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 um or or under the under the knee. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that moment was a marking moment. And from okay. that moment, I was like, okay, God is God is doing Out here. He does this kind of stuff. So yeah. I began to press into that, lean into that. And that was a tipping point. And all of this transpired, this was all in the same year that this happened.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and also in that time I began to rap again. Yeah. Right. Just in faith. I'm 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 rapping with with the guys again and we're working on a project. And this project, we decide to call it The Prognosis. Mm. And it is literally centered on this experience that I have just walked through and am currently walking through at the time, right? And it captures that entire journey where, you know, one of the opening songs, the line, or one of the lines in the song, that is, I think it's the second track. It's like, doctors tell me that my body's sick, but I don't receive it, I believe him, who says that I'm healed by the cuts and the lashes on his back. And I just go in on this idea of, um, I hear what y'all saying. Right. I hear that you saying this is the prognosis, but God's prognosis is always redemption. His prognosis is always healing, transformation. And yeah, it captures that whole idea So I would say within, um, that, that project dropped in late. So it was October, 2013. Mm -hmm. So I would say in the span of a, of a a year. Yeah. That, that whole experience kind of, kind of turned around. Yeah. But it, it it took a year. It was absolutely some low moments and low points in that time. Um, but to look back and reflect on the fact that we were able to put out a project that captured mm-hmm. that experience that I was able to step into the, um, the ministry work mm-hmm. that I'm still in because yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think I would be a pastor without that moment. It was also a turning point for me in realizing that I want to give my um i, I want to give my all to jesus and i believe this is what it looks like for me i know for everybody it's not jumping into full-time ministry yeah but i shifted all the plans yeah to then go into full-time ministry and that moment was absolutely catalytic in that
0: yeah um what i'm what the reason why i wanted you to even say that time um and then you added so much more so i'm gonna bring that back in because i'm glad you did is because I do feel that we want things right now and we want mm. God to move right now and that's not to say he can't move in the now moment as he did for the seventh grader that you prayed for um but there's just a, there's a time that we can't allow our faith to get smaller because the time isn't happening where we when we wanted it to be that's number 1 number 2 one of my favorite stories, I believe it's Mark II with the four crazy friends mm. um, who were like, yo, we about to just cut a hole in this roof and drop you back down right. so you can get right. Me. And you talked, you, you spoke about that, your family and your friends being that for you. I, and I love Mark II because I want to, I always tell the Holy Spirit, I want to be one of those friends who just like, yeah, no, we're not going to accept that. What we need to do next, um, because we forget that. That, you know i've said in other episodes even beyond this season the importance of the village and i feel like mark II kind of brings all of that together of why even who you're around matters because even when you are
2: mm-hmm.
0: tired not even like you're faithless just you're exhausted um yep. they are like we about to carry you to the roof and make sure right make blessing so you you mentioned yep. that, that's what jumped out to me the other thing that jumped out to me is a story that i love of Jairus Jairus whatever we don't have to get into that pronunciation um, but when he had a daughter that needed healing and on his way you know he asked Jesus to come and heal his daughter and on the way a woman with the issue of blood stopped him and you know Jesus took that time and heard her story and healed her while all this was going on meanwhile you know Jairus Jairus was like fan i mean this is what this is me putting human to it like i got a whole kid that might be dying right now and you about to stop um and for those who don't know the story you know jairus's daughter did end up dying in that space in that time frame that jesus stopped to heal this other woman but then jesus went to jairus's daughter and resurrected her from the dead and I heard that story and the story you just shared because there was there's something very powerful, Brandon, about this very uncertain time for yourself,
2: but mm-hmm. you leaned
0: all the way in. and in a time where you were still healing,
2: mm-hmm. you were able
0: to pray for others to get their healing, and they got their healing right away,
2: just mm-hmm. like the,
0: with the issue of blood,
2: yeah, you know, yeah,
0: like, okay, yeah, because I mean, I did have the initial request, but you know, I'm here to lean in and pray for others, right. Um, and I, I think God honors that. I mean, he honored that from mm-hmm. scripture in that story with the with the issue of blood and Jairus. but but I heard that same story in the one you just shared, that mm-hmm. in the midst of you seeking God for your healing, in the midst of you being like, I'm I'm hoping I can get back to where I was,
2: you, mm-hmm. you said
0: yourself, you were like, Okay, I wanna I'm I'm looking in the word and saying, like, you know, Lord, this is what this is what Jesus did. And I want to see how that correlates to physical healing. And in the midst of that, I'm putting it into practice. I want to see these signs and wonders. And you got
2: that mm-hmm. while
0: still waiting for total restoration for yourself and then got on of that. Um, and I don't know why that was the timing, but I do want to acknowledge the posture that you had of while you were still seeking your own healing, you were able to believe in, and stand with others for theirs. Um mm-hmm. because i've i I feel like I've noticed that in my life too, you know, and for those of us who are listening who are believers, you just you know you have this heart and and again, in a human way, you're like, I'm praying for others, and I'm still believing God for this one thing, and it's genuine yeah. prayers. um but i I do feel the need to call out like God sees that posture of like mm-hmm. I trust that you're gonna do it, and i'm still I still have faith that you're gonna do my situation and take care of those who still need prayer in the, in the middle, in my middle, I'm praying for others mm-hmm. and I'm seeing others get their, their fullness and wholeness. And while I'm still in my brokenness and trusting that God yeah. is working on my wholeness. Um, and that's a very powerful thing that I heard in the story you just shared. And so I really appreciate you saying that because that is not, a, you know, you just told the story in a quick time frame.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
0: folks know when you are asking God to do things like significant things in your life and it's taking a minute and yet he's dropping people on your heart to pray for and you're seeing them get that manifestation while you're still waiting for yours that is Mm -hmm. not easy but I but you know prior to us recording Brandon and I were having a conversation and we were talking about how God wastes nothing, and it was like, and, and what I love about going back to the story with the lady, uh, with the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus, two things happened that day. Had he just gone to, and this is this is this is me putting the Allison spin on it, y'all. So mm-hmm. you know, we don't need theological letters coming in, but <laughs> um, I, I always say like he could have just gone and healed Jairus's daughter, and it would have been a healing miracle, but because of the sequence of what happened it was a healing miracle and a resurrection miracle and it's kind of you allowing yourself to say I'm not on God's time but I know he's up to something and when we mm-hmm. allow him to move greater works he he's able to do so even in your story I know you only had time to tell this one story of the seventh grader I'm positive yeah. there's more um but look through through you and your mm-hmm. and, and your faithfulness and openness he healed you, but it just wasn't healing you. He was able to do so yeah. much more through your obedience in your time of want, wanting him to do something else. And he doesn't mm-hmm. waste anything, and he does maximize the request. If we are praying for, yeah. we're praying for healing, finances, spouses, health, whatever. He's not going to just meet your need at the bare minimum. It's gonna domino mm-hmm. in so many other people, and that is a very yeah hardcore part of your story that I didn't even ask but I'm so glad you shared because I think people need to be aware of that when we're all we're all going to have I didn't see it coming moments but to just have that mm-hmm. moment the other word you used was perspective that's a real thing because a lot of our
2: mm-hmm.
0: our physical mind and how we allow our perspective to, how we manage our perspective can leak into our physical um at yeah. the certain perspective so so many good gems I'm hoping that everybody can listen to this more than one time because you said so much and I was like note note so I'm probably Mm -hmm. something out but I really appreciate you sharing that because it's a it's a perspective it's a posture and it's obedience that in our moments of are you gonna do it because a year ain't yeah short um isn't short for my mother who's listening um (laughs) it's not short but but some, God was able to carry out so much and give you your total restoration. And mm-hmm. so that's that's just, that's powerful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that.
2: Yeah,
1: no problem. I, I think something too that stands out that I, I think is not our first reaction or mm-hmm. response in moments like this is um getting to that place of of reckon you know getting to that place where we we no longer say, you know, well God, why did you allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To great. to recognizing like, okay, I must, there must be something, there must be something on my life. Yeah. There must be something special about me. And recognizing that, you know, okay, this could be a attack.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: from the enemy to, you know, get me to, you know, not, maybe it's not even drop the faith, but maybe uh, mm-hmm. to, to be discouraged, to, yeah. to uh, lose focus, yes. to not um, pursue Jesus in the way that I was once doing. Yeah, And I think getting to that place, it almost makes you feel like, okay, well, I'm not about to that's not about to be me so yeah. i have to make sure i have the opposite reaction yeah. oh, if if he expects me to do this then i'm going to do the complete opposite of that um and again that that's not to say that we want to be double focused totally but you know we we are not ignorant to our enemy schemes yes and we 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 want to recognize his strategies and i think oftentimes we can get stuck at that place of well, God, why did you allow this?
0: Yeah, that's real. You
1: know, and we camp out right there. Um, and sometimes, you know, maybe He will give you an answer. In my experience, I, I, I mean, I don't often find the answer in that place, but yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, at times He does. Yeah. Um, but you might be waiting for, yeah. uh, for some time. Yeah. You know. So
0: yeah that's good and knowing that even in that weight, it's not a dormant weight. it's an active way even if we're not aware of what he's doing it's he's actively it's not a moment of just silence and void um it's full it's very full mm-hmm. um yeah right. wow, wow that was so awesome brandon i i appreciate you sharing all of that you had so many good points that I think a couple of us can chew on for a minute, but it's it's extremely real. And what I love is to know Brandon now, is to know that he is a dynamic communicator and he brings forth the word, whether that is through talking um, on stage in auditoriums in front of thousands, or if it's creating music and he's a dope lyricist, I'm not just saying that because he's here, he just really is. I mean, he got, he got bars. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. He got mad bars. But um, but I get to see the other side of what God has done in the midst of. And, I, and to hear that you went through all of that, one would never know because you don't look like what you've been through. You know, you don't smell like smoke. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that in and of itself, for every person that can hear, I hope they hold on to that because you just mm-hmm. shared how real that moment was at 15 and 21 and not knowing and reading prognosis and thinking like, I might not be able to do this again to people who meet you now, even in this podcast and hearing you talk, Mm -hmm. would have never known this is the product of what coming out on the other side of it is. Mm -hmm. And you you would never know unless the testimony is spoken because you don't look like what you just shared with us. Um, Mm. thank you for giving us a peek into that because to know you now would it would be unbelievable to even we we would never go there because you have no trace Mm -hmm. um and so we're we're grateful to see what total restoration looks like in real life um so listen with that being said you know before we end this episode i have been asking every guest i am i am asking every guest um to share with us um their favorite character either from a television show or a book um and and whether it's their favorite or not but you just appreciate their character the the arc of their character story um and how they've come through or overcome something what does that look like for you who is that for you
1: um you know i i have to go with uh the fresh prince because you know just why not? Yeah. Um, why not? But I, I loved the show so much that you know back when we had ringtones, that mm-hmm. was my ringtone. Of course. Um. Yeah. It was. It was the. It was the anthem that would go off when I was in school. I'm like, oh, let me let me silence my phone. <laughs> but what I what I love about Will in that show is that you know he, he navigated so many challenges. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm especially being a you know a teenager supposed to be a high schooler right mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. his
1: story literally is that he he moves to go live with relatives which yeah. is a form of trauma in and of itself to leave your you know your home your mom yeah and not just that but it's a completely different environment yeah right? i was i'm from i'm from this area that is you know hood and i'm moving to this rich, like, how do you even function in that? I can't, right. can't imagine. But then on top of that, we see throughout the show, he navigates certain personal challenges, whether it's, yeah. you know, struggling because his dad's not in his life, mm-hmm. um, getting shot. There, There's just so many different, you know, little micro themes in, in yeah. the Fresh Prince that I loved, but yet he still held this... um like disposition towards life that life is good. Yeah. Um and my job is to make others feel like life is good. Yeah. Um yeah, it's one of my favorite, yeah. favorite characters it's right there.
0: I've said it a few times. I have a reason every season the levity section at the end is different. But what I loved about this season when I was thinking like, what would that be for this season? Um the reason why I chose that question is because it's so it's so um specific to what we are talking about in that um the beauty that we have with characters of television shows and books is that for the most part we know their story is gonna be okay but yet we watch them go through ups and downs and I love hearing what that is for people because we you know Mm -hmm. everyone gives this I love when this person had to go through that and yet each week you were like they're gonna be okay and how we mm-hmm. should take that perspective of knowing especially as believers that like that's a, our story's gonna be okay like it's gonna be beautiful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything and so when we're going through there's this knowing of like i'm i'm with you in this moment i'm like oh my gosh is will and lisa gonna get back together i don't know but right. and whatever however it is i know they're gonna be okay he's either gonna be somebody right. new, come into some money right but you know that they're gonna be okay. And so it's right. this mindset of like when we're when we're sitting watching it happen from a perspective of a character, we can still empathize and sympathize with them. The only difference is we're just more assured, and there's yep. the end. Um, and I think Will is an excellent uh example of that, because we was all up and through roller coastering through that show. But you know, he definitely kept we were,
1: right and
0: humor. And I think there's another gift in that too.
1: Right. Like is mad um, is mad dog gonna get him.
0: Is is, is
1: mad dog gonna get him? Okay. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> like
0: all of those things. Like is Tim right it's okay in the end. Um right. But yeah, no spot on and so Brandon, you know, I want people to Who've heard your story, who are inspired by your story to stay connected to you? Do you mind sharing your social media platforms before we um, close it out for today so people know where to find mm-hmm. you?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok mostly. And my handle is Brandon Lamarx. So it's uh, L A M O R A X, Brandon Lamarx, for awesome. both of those. And I mean, I'm kind of on Facebook, but who, who is not, not, I mean, it's okay. not really. Right. I'm there, but not really. So yeah. those are my two primary. Awesome.
0: Okay. I'll make sure to put that in the description. Y'all go follow Brandon at, at Brandon Lamarx on all social platforms, specifically TikTok, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook asterisks. So don't expect massive new content on the book, Right, but make sure you right. follow him. Um, because this is today, what you heard today was truly just a small glimpse into um, what Brandon brings in his calling and his passion and his purpose. Brandon, thank you so much for being on this episode today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know it's going to make a difference to someone listening. Um, it's, and we're we're all excited to see where God takes you.
1: Awesome! Thanks again for having me, Allison. This has been wonderful. For sure, always great man. to talk.
0: Awesome. All right, y'all have a wonderful week and we'll talk to
1: you later.